out about out of balance when you're prioritizing your relationship with others and you're neglecting your relationship with yourself. And a lot of people pleasers fall into that trap. I was one of those for a long time in my life. And it's no way to live, honestly. You give all your energy to others and you feel drained and you lose your sense of self because you're always trying to satisfy other people. And it's very unhealthy. And then on the flip side, there's people who are just very uh, selfish, who give zero regard to other people and just live completely for themselves, which in moderation is totally great because, um, I mean, you can be self-focused and that is great in terms of getting to know yourself and know who you are and what your interests are and your confidence is boosted but when you have zero regard for other people that is no way to live and um yeah like you're really going to be struggling to uh to really make connections and connections are what bring us alive so um you kind of have to definitely balance the two in terms of giving time to both yourself as well as others and everyone uh has a different balance some people are introverted others are extroverted so when you're introverted, you you get energy from being in solitude. And when you're extroverted, you feed off other people's energy, and that's what rejuvenates and recharges you. So it's about, I guess, um, knowing what your personality is and um, making sure that you live more from whether you're, it's your introverted or extroverted, but also making sure you have a balance of uh, both solitude as well as connecting with others. Right. Yeah, well said. I, I agree with um, everything you shared, Zach. Um, and um, what I'm finding, you know, is everything is a relationship, you know, between you and me, between me and my spouse, between me and my landlord. Um, and I think what the the foundation of everything to build any kind of relationship off of, you know, really, like you said, starts with yourself and have that relationship with yourself. And you know how you want to be treated. So treat others the same way. And, um, you know, I want to be treated openly and and with respect and, you know, like anybody does. And and I'm going to give my full heart out and, all the real truth of me to anybody to help in any way I can and and be just totally transparent. And that's the way I am and have always been. Um, That may have come from at a time in this reality from a distorted part of myself as the awakening process moves along. I think that's the same for everybody. Um, But what I'm finding is the more I can be in that calmer, uh, neutrality, that stillness, that isness of who I am, and operate from that, then I have a better understanding of a relationship that I can have with somebody else because I come from that place. And um, and I, I notice that when I come from that place or somebody else does, it really helps the other person or the other being come from that place too. And and that's where the most solid relationship is from that organic isness. Um, totally, man. That's so sorry to interrupt you there. 
no worries. I... But okay. yeah, totally. I completely agree. Like being open and transparent is the key ingredient to all great relationships. And I know you um, exemplify that in all of your relationships, including our friendship. But um, yeah, like in any relationship or even a work relationship, the more open you can be, the more trust that gets built and the more trust that's built, the more you can do together. Yeah. You know, like take an example of, you know, being at work and, you know, we know the structure of a, of a, a place where a person works. There's that hierarchy. There's, you know, there's the employee, then there's the, um, um, maybe the next fellow that's got more experience. Then there's the assistant manager and there's the manager and, and through that hierarchy and experience that the upper levels have with each individual, as an employee, we're taught to be intimidated or, or be humbled by those that have more experience. And, and in a lot of ways, I can see that because they do have the experience of being in that environment and understanding it. So, you know, that's how we learn from them. And then we grow with that information that we absorb into ourselves. But but at the same time, it, I know for me, it has made me withhold part of myself to make sure I say the right words that wouldn't um, be considered rude or um, there was a certain languaging you have to, have to use in the matrix system that way um, so that the, the system manager or the manager feels an empowerment over you as you know, like a greaterness than I am, which in my opinion, I think a lot of us is not what we want to see anymore. You know, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's obviously respect for anybody that works in a certain field or works within the matrix and puts a lot of years into that type of system and that way of life. And, and, and if an employee is working there, they want to understand and learn. But there's those that do it with a, an open heart and with an understanding to say to the employee, you know, I know you're learning and you're going to make mistakes, but I'm here to be your guide and your helper. And, and if you have any questions at any time, you know, feel free to ask me. And we see those kind of people and we've got people like that where we work. We're, we're really blessed to have that. Um, but I, I, I think you have also been in an environment like I have where where the boss is somebody that's really using his ego and very high on himself and, and you have to be in servitude almost to this person and, and guess at the things you need to do or want to do. And, and, you know, when you just want to learn how to do them right. Yeah, that's true. And like, um, I mean, status is a poison and a lot of people fall into that ego trap and, um, but the thing is, you can have a boss who falls into that ego trap, but you don't have to play along with them. Um, I know it's a huge thing nowadays to not want to seem cocky, especially in the workplace. But by being humble, I think we overdo um, wanting to be humble because we, we want it so much that it diminishes our light and that should never be the case. You should always shine your light regardless of the situation you're in. or And as long as you're being respectful, um, never diminish yourself, even in the workplace, um, because 
I mean, you can't just be satisfying other people's egos all day. You have to show and live from your true potential. Um, that will bring the most fulfillment into your life. Uh, I know from my own experience, I have been overly humble and diminished my light. And it, it's not good. Like, you kind of dumb yourself down um, just because you know other people have more experience and that they have more say around there. But um, never be afraid. I mean, I don't want to to take someone else's position but never be afraid to express yourself and express your opinion because your opinion is just as valid as theirs even if they've been there for a long time and this goes this applies to every area of life even outside the workplace um, I know um, myself in my relationship even in the past I have been I guess kind of afraid to express certain opinions because I didn't want to stir the pot and um, the arguments between myself and my girlfriend Laura but as I've matured, I guess, or grown, I'm not sure which one I get to credit for this, but you kind of just realize that if you, if you still come across with respect and you have other person's interests in mind as well as your own, you can definitely come to a peaceful resolution and something that benefits the both of you. And... Um, yeah, it's just not good to just always settle and uh, allow other people to get their way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, um, being too humble, diminishing a life and your power is, 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 you know, for sure, 100% for sure. Um, there's that expression within us that needs to live, especially in a moment we need to express what needs to be expressed. And and um, a lot of times we are taught to withhold that and go silent. In, in my case, I've experienced that quite a bit in this life. And to the point where it actually affected my, my voice quite a bit. And, mm. and, and I lost part of it. So I've been in retraining um, to get it back to where I can talk and sing the way I used to before. So um, I've experienced that before in a number of situations in this life where where I held myself back because I didn't want to hurt the other person who was maybe going after the same thing I was. And I, I didn't want them, I didn't want to take the, the glory away from them. I wanted to see them do it because I knew if I did it, it would, they would be hurt and I didn't want to see them hurt. And then in actuality, I hurt myself, I had, you know, a hell of a lot more by doing that. So like you said, it's so important to be yourself and let your light flow. As long as you have that respect and that intention of goodwill to everyone around you that's coming from your goodwill in your heart, um, it can only work in a positive way all the way around. That's so true. Everything's just a reflection of the vibrations that we put out there, right? Mm-hmm. And everything is also yeah. reflect everything is also a reflection of the vibrations we put inward as well. So your relationship inwardly with yourself is reflected in your relationship with others. So if you have a great relationship with yourself, you're going to have very positive relationships. But if you have a negative relationship with yourself and you're unconfident and you beat yourself up all the time, um, that's gonna come from other people as well. They're also gonna treat you like that. They're also gonna uh, criticize you and 
things like that. So it's very important to make sure that you have established that good inner relationship with yourself, whether that's just doing what you love um, on your own or spending time in meditation or whatever you want to do, honestly, whatever your soul guides you to. Um, that's of utmost utmost importance. Yeah, you know, yeah, for sure. And and um, one thing I was really kind of diving into today uh, that was really coming into me was, you know, how we function in this reality. Yes, you know, we have how we've learned through schooling and from parents, you know, loving parents, obviously, um, with good intentions for us. Um, you know, the tel- television programs, sitcoms and the movies and so on that tell us what what life is and you know we all have our emotions but we kind of forget even though we feel we don't really we're not really aware of how much we're feeling and, and the brand of feeling that we're associating with a, a given situation and that feeling is emotion which is energy emotion and is what creates everything to come back to you it's the creative process that we have. Our, our emotions are that creative process center. You think the thought, and now the thought generates emotion, which is energy emotion of a frequency that you send out, and you attract a like feeling, a like knowingness of that same frequency back in a certain circumstance or situation that will come to support what you're feeling. It's all about what you feel. So... Um, like I'm, I'm realizing that in every situation I have a feeling with any kind of scenario that is in front of me or how I feel when I drive down a certain road, that energy signature that I feel is a feeling within me that I'm creating that I feel inside me. So I create more of that kind of thing outside of myself because I feel it on the inside. So if I can control how I feel in any kind of situation and kind of pre-plan it or pre-paint it before I go out in the world to do the things I want to do, I can design the kind of experiences I want to have in relationship to the universe and energy by really putting the proper feeling that I want for the, the kind of situation and circumstance to show up out in that world to come back to me because it's how I feel and how I generate and create through emotion. It, it truly is the power center that creates everything. That is so true. Those are such powerful words, man. Like we all need to realize that our emotions are more powerful than we can ever imagine. And like how you got into everything's connected and like the things that you put out, you attract completely. Like I wanted to touch on this uh, from from a metaphysical perspective and just remind everyone that we are all individuations of the same being, like the same soul. And we're all just divisions of that essentially, but no less powerful. Um, so that is why like you, you do what you do to others, you do unto yourself because they are you in a, uh, in their essence. Um, we all share the same, soul and consciousness on a very deep level, but uh, we've decided to come into these third dimensional bodies and experience this separation in order to evolve our individual selves, which 
adds to the collective mind that we are all part of, which is the universal creator or God or whatever you want, you want to call it. And um, with our powerful consciousness um, that each one of us has, we have the ability to influence smaller consciousness, so like cells or particles and stuff like that. And we create our own reality through the law of attraction like that because our emotions or um, if you want to say our conscious intention, um, it is more powerful than these smaller levels of consciousness, which are the cells and stuff like that. Um, so when you have an intention backed by emotion um, that is positive and is confident, you're going to attract literally physically influence the cells around you and the environment around you to bring you that which you are um, vibrating at. So it's very cool. Like a lot of people, um, there's a documentary out there called The Connected Universe Now, and there's books out there called The Divine Matrix. Um, and in science, this has been called the quantum field or the unified field. Um, it's basically the universe at large and how everything's connected and how, uh, yeah, we, we really do have the power to influence everything around us with our emotions. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, it's, um, you know, for anybody that wants scientific proof, you know, there's Dr. E. Modo that has done studies with water. Um, unfortunately, he's passed away um, a couple years ago, but um, his information is, is on the Internet and where he has people, um, you know, stare at a, a glass of water and emanate the emotions of peace, love, grace, joy, gratitude. And on the other side of the equation, you know, all the fear-based emotions of, of hate and anger and frustration. And then he uh, would put these glasses in, in the freezer and freeze them um, and then take a chunk of the ice and look in our microscope. And, you know, the ones of the uh, beautiful emotions of grace and, and gratitude and joy and so on, they ha had incredible, beautiful geometric designs and very harmonic um, um, designs that uh, were very beautiful. On the other side of the equation, with pain and hate and frustration, um, everything was discombobulated and had no relationship or no sense. So, you know, how you feel about yourself, um, your life, and, you know, if you're living in that real dark negative type of vibration, I shouldn't say dark because there's really nothing wrong with the color of black or darkness. It's just our connotation we put on it. But, you know, if we live in that that way we degrade ourselves or, or the way we maybe judge other people in a degrading way, we're actually creating the chemical imbalances within our system that degrade us and cause us disease where, where love, joy, and gratitude actually improves your health because we're 72% water. So absolutely, you know, um, we affect, you know, our health, we affect our relationships by just how we think and then how we empower those thoughts through emotion. Um, and I just wanted to say on my part, like, yeah, we are in this universe, um, my understandings and my remembrance of before coming into this incarnational uh, third dimensional reality um, I know we are all individuals outside of this universe and we are our own beingness and we we do um, when we come to this universe for this expression of this universe which is light um, we um, calibrate with the being that is this universe 
and um, we live in harmony with this being, you know, in, in spirit form, in soul form. And um, so we are definitely, you know, always part of the universal creator, but we still always have our individuality as we exist beyond this universe in the vast, uh, in the vast isness of levels and levels and levels that, you know, we just don't remember anymore because of how the process of purposely forgetting uh, who we are as part of, as, as part of the reason for incarnating into this tough university here um, for graduation into the next, next step of where this universe is going. Mm-hmm. Sure. School of hard knocks, my friend. <laughs> it can be at mm-hmm. least. But yeah, you touched on a couple of great things. Like we should definitely remember that we can influence our own health. And that is the number one way that you can help your relationship with yourself. If you have positive thoughts, which manifest into positive, healthy bodies and, um, and positive cells working in your body. And also, um, yeah, like I'm glad that you did touch on that about us being um, our own entities existing out of this universe because uh, I am still learning about that stuff as well. Um, from my understanding, I explained it that way that we are all uh, individuations of the same entity. But um, I mean, I'm definitely open to other perspectives and I'm still learning. So uh, I'm glad that you offered that as well so people can um, tap into their own heart soul essence and see what resonates best with them and I'm not even set in my belief that we are I guess definitely all from this being Um, but I definitely know for a fact like you said we do work in harmony with it and um, and yeah I'm always open to learning more yeah as as I am as well too um, yeah I also wanted to um, Go ahead. So I did mention the Connected Universe documentary. Um, that is where a physicist named Nassim Harami um, speaks, and he actually has come up with a mathematical formula that proves that we're connected with everything. Um, it's very controversial in the scientific community. Everyone wants to deny that this formula exists, but they... Uh, they're having troubles accepting it, just like Galileo had troubles having his work accepted by the scientific community at large. Um, any pioneer in the scientific community has a heck of a time um, throwing the whole subject of science off because their work is just so out there, and it often takes many years for it to actually be accepted worldwide. Um, but if you don't want to purchase the full um, documentary for I think it's two dollars to rent this connected universe documentary um, he also has a TED talk called the connected universe um, again his name is Nassim Haramin and uh, I think that's valuable for anyone who does value science but also wants to merge it with spirituality yeah that sounds really interesting for sure mm-hmm. let's um Let's maybe go in a different direction, um, you know, with relationships. Um, looking at the moment right now as compared to many years back, you know, 30, 40 years ago, um, you know, time really seems to have sped up as far as our relationship to what we call 
time since being born in this world. And there was there, there was a day or two a few years back where it seemed to go so long that it reminded me of many years ago where time actually was a lot slower. And the gentleman I was with I, with, I asked him, you know, why could that be? Why did it seem like we had a very, very slow day um, as they progressively have been speeding up? You know, what's the reason for that? And he wasn't quite sure either, but, you know, maybe it's to provide some kind of remembrance of the way you know, time used to be or to show us that time is definitely changing in in every moment. And, and that really kind of sparked something in me or just, you know, or turned me in another direction. And I noticed you know, like um, short-term memory for myself, and, and I've noticed with quite a few others, it seems to be not as strong as years ago. And, you know, we're both into health and, and eat really well and, and watch our, what kind of, you know, what we're putting into our bodies and so on and work out. And, you know, that, that includes the brain and stomach health, which is important for the brain. And yet, uh, this short-term memory thing, you know, like where did I put the pliers, you know, 10 seconds ago. And what I heard from, uh, I can't remember who it was, it's quite a few years back, maybe three or four years ago, is that when you're working on something, you work in the garage, you know, as a mechanic or, you know, as a, as a lady in the house, um, working on a project that you have and, and whatever tools you're using, and, you know, 10 seconds ago, all of a sudden, something that you're using that's important for the project that you're working on, and I just can't remember where it is. And what I've learned is that that the, the speeding up of time and speeding up of frequency, which has a relationship with time, because every every moment in time is, is has a different energetic signature. So when we started off with a signature in relationship to time, the time is, is speeding up so quickly that in 10 seconds, 10 minutes, or, you know, it always changes. It, it's never, you know, changing at the constant kind of rate. It's it's fast, kicks back, um, from what I've noticed, and, and stalls for a little bit. So, you know, the relationship is going over the place, and, and that affects our short-term memory, in my opinion. You know, it's not the fact that, you know, the numbers we put in affiliation to age is causing deterioration which is all that's designed to make it, make us think that we are deteriorating as we grow older. Um, it's just that everything is changing. You know, and the reflection of time speeding up is, you know, if you're driving down a freeway in traffic and everybody's in such a hurry to get to work and create the same loop they did yesterday and the day before, you know, you know, I put the uh, cruise control in 100 kilometers per hour, you know, which is the speed limit on the freeway, and, and it's like bees going around me. You know, at 110, 120, 130. Um, and um, they're all in a hurry to get, you know, to work, to get that coffee first and repeat the same cycle. Um, so that's something, that's something I just wanted to mention because, um, you know, the understanding, I think, comes from being really feeling of the energy around us. And, and the more you do that and practice it, the more you can sit back and, and just feel into that energy and, and get information as to what's going on. And, and it really, it really like me going 100 kilometers an hour in my car and all those, those cars passing me like bees, 
it's like I'm in the storm, but I'm in the calmness of the storm while all the bees are, you know, in the turbulence, um, you know, just about slamming into each other and so on because they're chasing something that, but they don't know what they're really chasing. You know, what are they chasing? Why are they in such a hurry? You know, why, why is everybody, including me at some times, you know, in such a hurry? You know, what are we chasing? You know, it's, you know, it's, I have to sit back and, and, and look at that and say, you know, why? Why what is everybody chasing? Every day, chasing. And it's getting worse. It's getting faster and faster and faster. You know, where are they going to speed off to? I think I'm going the other other direction. So, um, I don't know if it's the right direction, but I, I feel a lot better being in, you know, a lot more calmness and, and seeing the whole picture and and being more grounded into my beingness. Yeah, that's great. I'm very glad you brought that up because our relationship with time really does affect our entire lives. Like if we always feel like we need to be at the destination, we'll never enjoy the journey. So I'm really glad you touched on that. Right. And yeah, it's just a reminder, like life is in the present moment only. Everything else is just in your mind. So like the past is in your mind and the future is in your mind. Um, the past in the form memories of future in the form of thoughts and ideas but none of that is what is actually um, the true now moment which is which is really living um, and your relationship with the present moment will determine your quality of life so if you're not friends with the present moment the universe can't help you out um, the present moment is the universe and when you're resisting what it right now um, it cannot help you like a friend would help you but when you are accepting of what is um, not accepting in the way that you're going to settle into a life of mediocrity but accepting as in not resisting and not being negative towards what's going on just allowing it to be what it is and you can still uh, aspire to have a better life but you yeah you definitely need to accept it for what it is in order for it to ever help you out Hmm. So, um, where would you like to go with this, Doc? I would just like to touch on um, the flow of relationships. So, um, everything has a flow to it in life um, because everything is energy and energy flows. Um, Emotions are energy in motion, and we mentioned how powerful those are. And um, since everything is energy, we need to keep the flow going at all times in all areas of life. So for example, when you take a deep breath in, you inhale and what are you going to do after that? You can't keep inhaling anymore. Otherwise you're going to pass out or or something worse. You might die or something. Your head might explode or something crazy. You have to exhale and allow the cycle to keep going. So that, that example applies to anything in life. So whether you have money You can't just keep hoarding and hoarding and hoarding your money. That's going to create a scarcity, lack mindset and vibration that is not going to end up in uh, good things. Like you will have a lower quality of life. You'll never really experience life for what it can be with the options that your money can buy. Um, And you might attract even losing that money if you hold on to it too much. And the same goes with our relationships. When you, when we are, possessive of our spouse for example 
that creates resentment and resistance. They they want to pull away from you when you're being that possessive. But when you are open to them and you allow them to come and go as they please, obviously with open communication and stuff like that, um, it's much more healthier. And that also applies to our friendships and um, honestly everything. So it's just about keeping the flow of energy going. And uh, I just wanted to bring that up and curious if you have any words on that subject, Michael. Yeah. Um, um, I think I've said a lot of what's uh, been within to come out. Um, Maybe keep going there, Zach. I gotta do a little bit of contemplating here, and you can your your words will uh, spark something in me that will get me going again. Yeah, of course. Uh, I'll just keep going on with the flow thing um, with another analogy. Um, a lot of the time, we think that resistance is the best way to go. So we're, for example, in the gym, you push yourself and you push yourself and you push yourself. And if you don't have a rest day, you're going to deteriorate because your muscles can't repair themselves in time to actually make the gain you're trying to get. Um, In the same way, if we keep pushing ourselves and pushing ourselves at work, we're going to deplete our energy because we didn't give ourselves time to recharge and rejuvenate. And these are things that um, really affect your relationship with yourself when you're always resisting um, and going against things and I mean there's nothing wrong with hard work but don't get me wrong um, but if we can make sure that we're taking action that's inspired and not just forced all the time we'll live a much happier life and have a much better relationship with ourselves which will correspond in having a better relationship with others so rather than trying to push your boat upstream up the river just let the oars go and float down and you'll go with the flow just be open to what's ahead on the river and you'll find it's a much more pleasurable experience Hmm. yeah that um that way of force you know um forcing things to move um to get what you want um you know, it really does turn to heartache because putting that, that kind of energy out is, is, is just reflecting those kind of events coming back into a person's life. So if, um, you know, something that's just not going to plan, but yet, you know, you still try and force it to to work out and it's just not happening, you know, there's really a hidden message there, which really isn't so hidden. We're just not really been taught to be aware of that in a different way. So, you know, the universe is, and your inner universe is telling you, hey, that's the wrong direction. We're not meant to go that way. There's an easier way to achieve probably the same thing or maybe achieve something even better by bouncing off in a slight different direction where the flow wants to go, like you're mentioning. So the flow is so important. Um, you know, there is so much use of the term force, you know, um, which is used with military um, you know, which we see on all the uh, the, the movies with, um, you know, struggles where there's gunfights and so on. Um, everything is about forcing, you know, through through the evil by the good guys or or the evil trying to take over the, 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 the good guys and, you know, through force. And 
And um, we see what that creates, a lot of war, a lot of hardship, a lot of hurt, and a lot of killing, and so on. So, um, you know, and that, that, that type of sending out energy in that way just, you know, creates everything we, we, we don't want. So learning to really see that flow in every kind of situation, every kind of relationship, because everything is relationship. You know, relationship with this computer, relationship with power. Without power, I can't use the computer. I can't talk. Without the computer, I can't put in the right uh, IP address and have the right website. Um, without this show, without Zach, I can't do this, this show. I, I can, but it's going to be a lot more boring because, you know, we work together really well. Um, mm-hmm. It really helps me find more out of myself and and for me, for him too. So, so um, yeah, it's all it's all about following the right steps, you know. Like, you know, if you think you need to get another part-time job, um, and there's one that comes up on the internet, but you you don't feel good about it, but you force yourself to do it anyways because you need the money. Um, well, then the kind of situations that arise out of that are ones of force and the opposite direction toward you. Uh, it has to feel good and there's so many things that are hidden that actually do feel good but at the same time that job that maybe not might not feel good if you go there there might be a branch off to somewhere else to another location where there is a feel good job so we have to be really it's just amazing how the universe works we really have to be aware of so much around us you know, if we go to that job we don't like and, and we don't really want to do it, but but there's something saying, hey, you need to go there and check it out. There's a hidden reason. And like I said, there's a branch off of maybe meeting a friend before you go, go to that job, that job interview, and that has a better opportunity for you. So there, there's all these gems in route to where you want to go that can be better, but a lot of times we just we just don't see them. We're just not aware enough because of the programming of life, or what they call, what is called life and presented to us. There's so much to us in our intuitive abilities and in our sensing of energy and signatures, you know. And I'm doing more and more of that all the time, and I know anybody else can do it too. It's just feel into yourself. Does that feel in the best interest of me to go in that direction? Wow, I didn't like ever, you know, being a pizza delivery guy before. So why am I doing that now? Or oh, maybe there's some some beautiful aspect within that that's going to actually be very joyous or very bountiful in, in a financial way. Maybe a different opportunity. So um, I'm realizing that, like you said, Jack, uh, sorry, like, like you said, Zach, um, Move energy. Whenever you have ideas, don't just go on the computer and look at things and say, yeah, it looks like a good opportunity. Maybe I'll check it out. Or no, that I can't definitely do that. The computer is really good, but it does stop us from getting our physical body out into the world and, and, and taking a drive and meeting people and branching off from those that coming together with somebody because usually there's something else that materializes that points you in an even better direction. And that's how years ago I set up my aviation school when I was really broke. Um, 
you know, I just kept running into the right people and um, people that would help me in certain areas that needed it. And, uh, you know, before I had, before I knew it and, and, and in, in, a, in a certain amount of time, I had my aviation school set up and slowly it started going the right way because I loved it so much. And the reflections started to come back with more and more people coming in for pilot lessons. Um, and then there's situations like, you know, maybe having a flight school and operating and, and teaching people how to fly airplanes for seven or eight years. Um, after a while, it starts to become very repetitious as well in the soul, um, you know, the spirit within yourself, which is connected to your grander soul, you know, is wanting something different in life. So even though you still enjoy, you know, for example, flying planes, it might be in a different way. Maybe you can work, work for somebody else, or maybe you can just fly privately. Not just fly privately, but fly privately. Um, and it's time to move on to something that that your soul yearns for now. So there is there is like little cycles, short cycles within larger cycles of life here. For sure, you touched on a lot of good things there, my friend. Um, I was just writing down a couple things here that you mentioned that I want to go back to. Um, one of the things you said was that you may go down a road that leads you to something else that is even better than the road that you started on. And that happens more often than not, especially if you're looking for the beauty in everything. And I know you're very good at reminding me to do that because there is beauty in everything. And when you expect that any situation can be beneficial to you and others, it will be. You just have to be patient and look for the beauty in that. Um, and just branching off of that, I just wanted to say it's impossible to succeed without relationships. So everyone who's ever accomplished anything needed an audience or a customer or certain relationship relationships to propel them or their business forward. Um, and this also goes for everything in life, not just business, but um, we are meant to have this many people on earth. We are supposed to support one another in our endeavors. And yeah, like, I mean, how can you make a living off of pursuing your passion if there aren't going to be people who um, benefit from you doing so or who enjoy seeing you do that and want to, um, pay you and allow you to make a living or a life out of it. So, mm. um, yeah, I just wanted to mention uh, that as well as you also said, sometimes we, sometimes there's multiple truths to things. So like if you see a job and um, you're just going, you're just looking at it for the money, um, but your heart isn't really there. Um, maybe if you go within your heart, the best decision is to not go for it. But on the other hand, you said you could also end up going for it anyways, and then it does work out for you because you meet someone there that leads you to something else, and then you eventually do get to the thing that you're passionate about. Um, and I just wanted to point that out um, because when there's two truths to the same situation, that's something that I've heard referred to as divine dichotomy. So that's when the universe presents any honestly any topic and um, 
there are two truths so this could be true and that could be true and there's uh, evidence that both are true um, that's where it just comes down to preference so what even though both are true and logically they both make sense what is your heart saying and I think when we follow our heart that is the best option but even if you know you made the quote-unquote wrong choice that doesn't mean that you're not still on the right path because we're always on the right path regardless of the detours that we take. There's beauty in everything and relationships or uh, synchronicities can get you back to where you're supposed to go even though you went down a few detours and roadblocks and whatnot. So just trust your heart and um, when those dichotomy situations come up, when there's two truths on the same topic, um, just go within and ask yourself what option your heart wants to pursue. And uh, just one more thing, um, we're, we have our time ticking down here a little bit. I also wanted to mention that you can learn something from everyone, regardless of who they are. Um, a lot of labels are passed out in this world in terms of mental disabilities and stuff like that, but you and I were having this conversation the other day, Michael, that every single person, regardless of the apparent disadvantages that they have in their lives, every person can teach you something. So. Um, just be conscious of that. Be conscious of the moods that some of these people have. Like Down syndrome people are some of the most joyous people on this planet. And that's a great example for us. I believe they incarnate onto this planet to teach us a lesson to show that um, we can be more happy ourselves um, given everything that we have and we don't have to go through certain mental struggles like they have to. But, um, honestly, it's... Uh, there's really no handicap in this life. There's just different expressions of life, which is really beautiful. And um, our relationship to each individual um, can really bring out the beauty in each person. Yes, uh, well, well said, Doc. Uh, Thank you. Um, it's great to sit back and listen to you to, to share your wisdom and... and um, um, really helps me and I know it helps a lot of people. So, yeah, thank you for that. One thing I wanted to mention before we get to, to, uh, or before the show ends is, you know, looking at the relationship with us and money and, you know, money is a neutral energy as far as I understand. Um, um, you know, depending on what we put into it, you know, a positive spin on it or a negative, um, I guess it can be that, but you know, there's so many different, um, um, affirmations that people will teach or will do or, you know, in, in order to bring more finances in, in the form of monies and so on. You know, what about our relationship to money? What what do you, is there anything you'd like to share in that part? Um, I guess just reminding people that money is neutral and it's just energy. So it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's whatever vibration that you put behind it. So if you if money is good and that you can do good with it and that it can flow easily to you, then it will and you will do good things with it. But if you believe money is hard to get um, because so far you haven't been able to attract it into your life, um, then that will keep the cycle perpetuating. And um, I mean, I'll be the first to say that I haven't yet attracted a ton of it into my life, but I know it's possible that um, it can flow easy into your life from so many other people who have 
shifted their vibration to allow it to do so. So um, just like anything in the universe, I just want to remind people that it's just money is just energy like everything. And uh, we obviously make a huge thing of it on this earth where it's uh, definitely a beneficial thing to have in terms of um, options and security and freedom. And we are free beings. So, I mean, I think everyone does truly desire to have it, even if they might have some uh, conditioning that says that it's a bad thing. But uh, just encourage everyone to develop a friendship with money um, because then it can definitely help you out. Right. I think, you know, in, you know, as far as my, my life experiences here in this, in this time, um, you know, I did, I did run an aviation school, taught people their private license, commercial license, and I actually taught commercial paths how to be instructors as well. And like I said, started up that business with, you know, basically broke and, but, you know, if there's something you love to do and, you know, financially looks like you can't do it, the important thing is, is to take a step in, in the direction of that that you want to attain. Because every time you do that, you create this joy and excitement within. And it's all about that joy and excitement because when you're doing that and you're emanating, emanating that out, people feel that and, and the universe feels that. And there's excitement that comes back to you because you're excited and that's what happened to me when I had my school. And, you know, after all the hard work in the beginning where there was times it looked like it was, just wasn't going to happen, there was always something that showed up to, to make it work. So when you're in your joy and you're doing what you do, the money just comes. It's not really something I think we really have to focus on individually. It's more of, of the benefit that comes with doing what you truly love to do. So just take a step in that direction of what truly is in your heart and that your, your joy is, your passion is. And the more you do that, in the beginning, it may be slow because you're still building up that confidence within yourself about, you know, can I really do this? But the more you overcome that and you, and you just are exactly what you want it to be, then, then, then abundance comes with it. It's just the way it works, in my opinion. That's so true. You nailed it, man. Like, um, following our passions is the way to the most happiness and I believe the way to the most wealth in our lives because um, you're operating from a high vibration. You're not operating from a low drag your butt from that forceful, like we mentioned, vibration. And when you get that energy moving in a fast vibrating way, um, that's when it can all come in to work in your favor and you attract what you really do want. Um, and I've heard the formula is follow your passions and be detached completely from the final result because we create mental blocks when we're too attached to ach achieving a certain financial goal. So just keep going with it. Um, just go with the flow of creating just to create. And when you come from that authentic vibration, you will attract money into your life. Um, but I know it, it's sometimes hard to shift your focus away from money, but that is definitely what we have to all work towards. Mm. Yeah, this has uh, been a great show. Um, talking about relationships with energy, relationships with family and, and friends and um, the universe and money and, and joy and, and, and what we call darkness. So um, I want to thank you, Zach, for... Gee, I can't talk. I'm, I'm just too tired. I want to thank you, Zach, for 
sharing your wisdom. Always learn a lot um, talking with you and sharing, and you help open doors in me um, inside that brings more wisdom. So thank you, and and thank you everybody that's out there that's been listening, and appreciate your company, and give a call sometime. Thank you, Michael. And good night, everybody.